0: I was having a bit of an existential crisis and it was kind of related to being completely exhausted and burnt out from work and just feeling kind of dead inside, which sounds dramatic, but was the honest truth. So I had completely lost interest in the things that used to get me excited, you know, things like my friends, my family, traveling, absolutely everything.
1: Before we go any further, I'd like to shout out to Chad Matobu. Thank you so much for watching this audio. Welcome to the podcast Sonia, I am so excited to have you on, you are an amazing podcaster and I'm so excited for my audience to get to know about you and your work. So guys today we have Sonia Kentaro on the podcast podcast and she is the host of the Ugandan Babe. Sonia,
0: welcome to On Uganda. Thank you, thank you Aggie. I'm super excited to be here.
1: So I've listened to a few episodes of the A Ugandan Babe and some of them are very interesting and so out of this world. Tell us what is A
0: Ugandan Babe all about? Well, so first of all, I became a podcaster by accident. (laughs) That's the honest truth. And the story that I tell is, I had been going through a really, really tough time. So I was having a bit of an existential crisis and it was kind of related to being completely exhausted and burnt out from work and just feeling kind of dead inside, which sounds dramatic, but was the honest truth. So I had completely lost interest in the things that used to get me excited. You know, things like my friends, my family, traveling, absolutely everything. So a Ugandan babe was really a way, once I started on a journey to kind of healing and figuring out, what I wanted to do with my life and how I wanted to just reconnect with myself it was really a creative outlet it's a part of me that I had forgotten for such a long time and when I started it I never intended to publish a single episode I never did I just started writing because I'd always thought that I would be a writer but I'd never thought of myself as a writer and so I started writing and then I thought okay I I want this to be in a format that is easily accessible and I wasn't in the mood to start a blog post (laughs) I think I don't know I wanted to put it out there in an audio format so I recorded a few episodes which I hadn't published until a friend prompted me and said you've been telling me about this podcast but I haven't heard a thing about it and then that's when I pushed play uh publish and published my first episode
1: so have you always been a deep thinker yes (laughs) yes I have absolutely I have it's amazing guys if you're listening in you need to go check out our podcast so you can understand what I'm telling you or what we're just talking about, a and babe. At least I saw it on uh, Apple Podcasts. I'm sure it's on Google Podcasts and all that.
0: It's everywhere it's on SoundCloud. I've tried to make it as accessible as possible.
1: Yeah. So tell me what goes through your content creation process. So you've done one about Owen Candice. You've done one about the Joe Rogan saga recently. Yeah. What, goes, <laughs> what happens in your mind? What triggers your process?
0: I think it's two things. And the first one is how I got started. My very first episode was an episode about my favorite TV series of all time. And it's called Lost. It's by the American Networks station, ABC. So I've always loved movies. And I think this is something that came from my mother, my older sister. I've always liked movies. I watch a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows. And for a very long time, I always felt guilty about it because it felt like I was wasting time. But I couldn't help myself. I would get excited. I would get caught up in the story, and for a long time i had watched this series about three times and i was excited about the characters i was excited about the plot I was excited about the execution and so when i did my first episode it was just a way for me to express that enthusiasm because this was just something that i loved i couldn't help it that is the first thing like my genuine passions which for some reason i'd always felt guilty about because they felt like it was wasting time but it was just an innate part of me that i wanted to give room to breathe the second thing is that i am an introvert i, not, I like I am, I absolutely am. So I like a good conversation, but for the most part, I genuinely describe myself as a homebody. I will go out every once in a while. I like music, so I like to dance, but for the most part, I do think I'm an introvert. But the interesting thing I learned about introversion is that it's not about you don't want to interact with people. It isn't. It's more that you do like your space, but you actually bounce off the energy of others. And I have always been super interested in people. One of the ways that that became channeled was I used to follow on social media a lot of commentators in every space, in pop culture, in politics, in makeup, in absolutely everything. I watched a lot of YouTube, first of all, I listened to a lot of podcasts. So I picked up lots of different interests. So even things like American politics, you know, I would see Candace Owens, for example, trending Mm -hmm. and I would click in and I'd follow the conversation and then I would go down a rabbit hole and then I would develop all these thoughts, all these ideas. That's one of the ways in which I just get inspired about things that i want to talk about because i'm just so interested in them
1: oh my god you guys should see sonia she is beaming (laughs) you can tell she loves podcasting honestly i
0: do i do i absolutely
1: do good thing to see people doing something they really love i can tell you love the process of podcasting so what would you like your audience to know about For example, you just seen an interview or Candice's show, and then you note down a few things that you'd want to talk about. What would you want your audience to know about this process? Because most people just think, oh, you get your phone and then you start recording. Or (laughs) (laughs) content is really valuable. I've listened to it, guys. You need to check it out. You have really thought of your content. You're delivering value to us. What do you want your audience to know about this process?
0: I think the most important thing is passion. And i think that that comes through quite clearly and that is what will connect with the audience so at some point once i had started doing the podcast for a few months i tried to develop a schedule and say oh, okay this week i'll talk about this next week i'll talk about that but what i noticed is sometimes i'll just get excited about something and then the creative juices will flow so my mind will just start going off in different directions and that is the best time for me to really develop the particular episode that i want to publish in the near future because i'm so amped up about it and when I record it I think I hope that it comes through. My process is one I try to just genuinely connect organically with where the inspiration is coming from. It could be anything. It could be a Twitter post. It could be a conversation I've had. It could be a news story that's breaking. I now consider myself to be a writer, but I didn't always really actively believe that until I decided that, you know what, I'm a writer and I'm going to go with it. So you might imagine that the first thing I do is start writing things down, but that's not actually how my process works really well. What works for me is that I will freestyle. So I'll pick up my phone and I'll start recording either a voice note or a draft podcast episode. And I'll just say whatever is on my mind at the time. What I found is that that creates quite a natural flow. And then once I have that first draft, then I will write it up and then I will do all the research. I will read books, I'll read articles, I'll read social media posts, I'll listen to podcasts about that topic and then I'll add any stuff. And the thing is that one of the exciting things about this whole process is how often I'm just constantly learning. It's not that I'm saying things that I already innately know based on my experience or knowledge or whatever. Usually when I'm doing the research, I learn new stuff and that's so exciting to me and then that's how i integrate it into whatever it is that i have already freestyled and then i redraft it and then i record sort of final draft
1: honestly that's so pretty intriguing to listen to you definitely do put in a lot of work you can tell there's some research that has been made while listening to a ugandan babe you have a few episodes now 43 episodes Mm -hmm. (laughs) which one has been your favorite to produce
0: Oh my god! I have two in mind that are top Sorry, two.
1: Forty-seven episodes, guys. Yeah, you, you <laughs> one today, but you say originally posted on the thirteenth. So yeah, forty-seven. Yes, yeah.
0: that was just a technical glitch. For some reason, the host had kind of. Taken it down, so I had to repost it. But sometimes I do that just in case I see that uh, an episode isn't doing so well, then I'll try and reboost it so that my listeners That's can pick up on it. But my hands down favorite episode is the one that I did on Cover Letter.
1: Ooh, guys, we should check that out. <laughs>
0: I had heard about Kavalega when I was quite young. I think I was like in lower primary school. I might have been like nine or something like that. And I think maybe I had a great history teacher and maybe he told the story with such passion that the story stuck with me. And then I forgot it for a really long time. And then when I started doing the stories of our origins, which is a series that I do that kind of focuses on mainly Ugandan origin stories. So our tribal history, but it expands out to Africa and elsewhere. But my focus is on Uganda. When I started doing the series on that, I started with Bachega, which is where I'm from in southwestern Uganda. Then I did one on Buganda. I did one on Acholiland. Then I did one on Bunyoro obviously, which was one of the great empires of the 19th, 18th century. Then I picked up the story of Kabalega and I said, "Oh my God, I have to do an episode on Kabalega, right?" Mm-hmm. And I got excited about it just based on that very, very distant and vague memory. And then I was fortunate enough, while I was doing my research, to land on another podcaster, David Ivanda, who I think you should definitely look up. I listened to his podcast on Kabalega, and it just it fueled my excitement. Mm-hmm. And then when I started doing the reading, I said, "Okay, there's a reason why this story stuck with me. I just loved his grit." I love that it represented a part of our history that we've just forgotten and maybe because of I don't know just the, the day-to-day rigors of life maybe it's just that it doesn't get any focus but it's such an exciting story I wish everyone could hear it and you know Kabalega wasn't a perfect man right he was a violent man but in many ways he had to be he had to be because he had a vision for his people he had a real and present threat in the colonizers that he had to beat back so it's an exciting story for me for so many reasons and it's my absolute favorite today that is just exciting to listen to i tell you
1: (laughs) we need to go check out the ugandan babe you have a follower now i'm gonna be waiting for those episodes to come thank you i am waiting oh my god is there something you would have wanted to know before you
0: actually started podcasting absolutely and I think that thing is that you don't need to be perfect the episode doesn't have to flow well flow is important because listeners I think like a rhythm they appreciate a rhythm and they appreciate someone that has really researched and organized their work what I mean by perfection is things like sometimes you know I will cough in the middle of recording (laughs) or I will laugh in a very awkward way that my mother would be ashamed of (laughs) (laughs)
1: the baby will come from the background and say mama or something
0: yes you know things will happen while you're recording but that's fine that's life that's how you have the most organic and natural experience and there's nothing wrong with it and before i used to edit out a lot of that stuff but now i don't anymore because i know that perfection isn't really what connects with an audience they just want to really hear from you they want to hear from your heart and part of all of that is chaos (laughs) so now i try to integrate whatever chaos happens during my recordings i wish i had known that at the start it would have saved me so much time (laughs) so much time recording re-recording editing all of that what change
1: would you like a Ugandan babe to bring about to your audience?
0: I think this one is really important to me and it kind of ties back to why I started the podcast. When people listen to it, I'm not sure what impression they take away. Maybe they think, oh, this is a babe who has her life figured out or whatever. Or maybe they can see through all of that to what the truth is, which is that when I started the podcast, I was in a really, really bad place. Like I said, I was burnt out from work. I was having an existential crisis and just wondering where my life was going because I didn't feel like the work I was doing was valuable. It is innately valuable work because it pays the bills and um, clients pay a lot of money for it, but it wasn't valuable to me and that had caused me to lose a lot of confidence it had caused me to feel quite invisible and I had lost my passion for life and in many ways, my will to live, which is not to say I wanted to do anything drastic, but I was just not interested or excited about life. What I started doing when I started the podcast was I wanted to connect with someone out there that was going through something similar. I wanted them desperately to know that they were not alone. I wanted them to know that they were innately valuable and whatever thoughts they had were something that was of worth, certainly to God, but crucially, probably to someone else going through something Something similar. The change that I really want to have. The most important thing is for someone to just listen in and say, "Okay, you know what? I'm not crazy. I'm not alone. I'm not unusual. I'm not strange. I'm just doing life, and it's not perfect, and that's fine. I'm on this journey, and eventually, I'll figure it out as I go on. But importantly, I will enjoy the journey."
1: You definitely love Samantha Businger's podcast. Here's my take. We had her in the earlier episode, so you definitely like her um, her story as well. Us in Uganda have a few hindrances here and there. What are the challenges you found within podcasting?
0: That's an interesting one. My experience was a little bit unusual because I had so few expectations starting out. I wasn't expecting anyone to listen in, nothing. So (laughs) it's almost like every positive thing was really positive because I had no expectations. And so genuinely, my challenges have been few, but I can certainly try and extend my experience to what it might have been like if I had had to do this in Uganda. One of the things that is fairly easy for me is resources for research. And it can be, just be something as basic as the fact that I've got a very, very affordable internet connection. So it's easy for me to do research anytime, all the time. Sometimes I do research while I'm in the shower, so I'll play a podcast episode while I'm showering. And sometimes when I think about, oh, if I was in Uganda, would it be as easy? I know that we have some of the most expensive internet services, and I think that is probably a challenge for many podcasters. One very obvious one is, podcasting is not easy. Even when you're passionate about it, when it comes to the time commitment to be consistent and to produce quality content, it's very, very time consuming. So for example, I think that I've got a natural gift for writing. So when I start writing, it flows quite easily. Sometimes I can get out a script out in like 30 minutes, but doing all the research, right. And then recording and then editing and then doing the marketing and all this other stuff, it takes up so much time. I remember at some point when I started, I was doing an episode a week and then I tried to do two episodes a week and then that just simply became unsustainable. And at that time I had a bit of free time. I didn't have a nine to five. So I had other challenges that I was working through, like I said, I was going through a tough time. So I was going to therapy. I was having to focus a lot on lifestyle changes, like exercising, eating right, and all that good stuff. But when I tried to picture doing it as someone with a nine to five, it was hugely, hugely challenging because it takes up so much time and it doesn't pay very well at the moment. There are not very many avenues by which to make an income or to basically facilitate you putting the time aside in order to be a podcaster. So I think those are the two main things The first is, you know, how do you do this? And how are you able to put in the time investment and yet be able to pay your bills? And then internet connection and just being able to easily, cheaply Mm -hmm. access information to boost the quality of your content.
1: That's true. We shall overcome. We shall overcome. Where do you see podcasting in Uganda?
0: I'm excited about podcasting in Uganda. I'm excited about all the stories, all the perspectives that are just currently waiting to come out because we've seen so much from, you know, the West, from America, from Europe, their stories, we're inundated with them all day, every day. What we haven't heard is all the amazing stories from Africa and the rest of the world. And having started it and having started to speak to other podcasters, I'm excited to hear all the perspectives that will come out. There's a lot of investment in Africa, as far as I know, I see it going so far and having such an amazing impact. I'm excited.
1: I'm so excited. I'm so excited. (laughs) That was so powerful, Sonia. Thank you so much. I'm afraid that's all we have time for today. But we have our very interesting last questions. They're either or. Are you ready? I am ready. Audio or video? Audio. Software or equipment?
0: Software.
1: Live or recording?
0: Recording for now. Soft drink or alcohol? <laughs> Alcohol. I hope my mom isn't listening. You're <laughs> At least you're honest about it.
1: Thank you. So much. I
0: am honest. I love a glass of wine. I won't lie. <laughs> then you're sure
1: you're gonna have a good time without restrictions, huh? Yes. Yourself. Thank you so much. You have given us such invaluable insights, Sonia. Where can we find Thank you? you?
0: I'm uh, everywhere. My main um, socials are Instagram. I post stories all the time. Instagram and Twitter, which Twitter is my favorite social media platform. LinkedIn.
1: You're able to share that in the show notes, yeah? So Instagram and okay. Twitter. As Sonia yeah. Kentaro?
0: No, as a Ugandan babe, all one oh. word.
1: Oh, okay, cool. And then LinkedIn?
0: LinkedIn and Facebook.
1: Those are yeah. under a Ugandan babe or Sonia yeah. Kentaro?
0: a Ugandan babe so wherever you listen just type in a Ugandan
1: babe yeah that's impressive even for LinkedIn to have a Ugandan babe okay that's amazing thank you so much thank you so much for joining us today and taking time off
0: thank you Aggie. it was a pleasure
1: so what are you waiting for go ahead and follow our guest podcast on all hosting platforms and engage with their content Also, feel free to let us know whose story you'd like to listen to next. Just let us know on Instagram, on Uganda Podcast and Facebook. Also, send me a direct message on Twitter at Aggie Patricia.